You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what, you make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you, you did. I lied. All right, this is Kill You Last. I'm Peter Garacci. I'm Alex Peshera. And uh, we got Stephen Peratt. Stephen, welcome. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming back a second time. It's nice to uh, see yeah, you again. Yeah, an old buddy. Uh, we've had him on in the past. Uh, we did. What movie did we do with Alien, you? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alien. Right. That was a good one. Um, yeah, that was a great episode. Well, I mean, amazing movie. <clears throat> yeah. Kind of uh, a movie that I've been thinking about right now, Alien, being alone, quarantine, <laughs> people getting fucking eaten alive. But this, so this one... Uh, you picked Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, so I'm curious. I, I have a lot of feelings about this, so I'm curious why you picked this movie. I, well, won't, I, love- I, won't, I won't give it away before you say what, okay. what you think. I, well, I, 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 I'm kind of a sucker for anything post-apocalyptic. I love that um, vibe. I just like that aesthetic, that I, the, the atmosphere of anything post-apocalyptic. Um, I thought this one is probably the weakest... Well, see, I love I love the first forty five minutes of this movie, and then after yeah. that, it's not the best. But I thought because it's so bad, it'd be fun to kind of talk about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, so I so Road Warrior is to me head and shoulders the best of the Mad Maxes. Yeah, for and, sure. And uh, I love and I was I almost like when when Alex said you wanted to do this, I was almost like, ask him if you'd rather do Road Warrior. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, it's funny because I had I had seen this one. So when I was a kid, this was the, the commercial for this was on all the time. So this movie was like playing on Channel Eleven probably four times a week. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, but and I'll be perfectly honest, I never wanted to see it because of Mel Gibson's hair. <laughs> like <laughs> really, is, I like, like, looked like looked at him and I was like, I don't like I don't like him like this. <laughs> I want him I want him to look better. And so I avoided it for a long, long time. And when Road Warrior became one of my favorite movies, and then I was like, I like well, I, I finally. Like I- I like the idea of a young boy, like, he's not sexy enough. That Mel yeah. Gibson well, it's, in this film. No, it's like, I, no, that know. is what Peter was <laughs> No, but I idolize head. a lot of the, you know, I idolize a lot of these guys. And if they yeah, don't. sexually. You no. Think <laughs> Alex always goes to the lowest common denominator. He calls it the lowest common denominator because he just wants to avoid and, 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 and not confront his own feelings. You know? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a romantic thing. I, I think, I mean, Mel's a handsome guy. He is. No, for sure. Loves, the, the camera loves Mel Gibson. And uh, he's a great actor too. It's just it's just one of those that I just kind of avoided. But I also like post apocalyptic stuff, and it's funny because it's like, you know, when so, like the, what we're going through now, it's like my first thought goes is like, how many, how right are these movies gonna turn out to be? Yeah, you hope oh, not, you hope not too right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, you're freezing up a bit, but we'll, we'll oh. plow through there. Um, I think you said you 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 hope not to right is that is yeah that where you're, okay good yeah um this movie was wa- ridiculous uh the characters are insane the uh, Tina Turner's in the movie which is weird uh and it's obviously her there's not it's not like this like oh we made it look like it wasn't Tina Turner it, I kept so, on referring to I kept on referring to her as uh, as uh, Tina Fey and I was like that's a very different movie <laughs> that is yeah. not <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it it was it was strange for sure. Um, I I did 
it, I, I found myself like saying, okay, this movie sucks. And then also saying, but I'm still watching and I want to be watching this and I want to see where it goes. So uh, there, there was a couple of really enjoyable moments. Also, um, let's just uh, uh, get a little bit of the plot. So we, Max Ma- uh, Mad Max uh, Thunderdome <laughs> is the uh, third installment uh, of this series. So it picks up things in the Mad Max uh, universe get progressively more and more dystopian as the series goes on. So in the first one, there is like a pretty much normal society ish yeah. and it, it's on the brink. It's it's just the fallout is just about happening. Um, and by the time this movie starts, nobody has like clothing. Uh, all the clothing is like makeshift. You're in a they're in a desert. Uh, it is just complete chaos. So um, uh, the, the main setting for this movie is is uh, I believe it's called Bargainville or what was it called? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Bargain- <funny. laughs> Bargainville is where Bargainville is where I got all my clothes from from zero to eight years old. Oh, that's it was right. on okay. it was on layaway. It's Barter Town. Barter Town. All right. Well, just as shitty of a name though. I mean, literally yeah. the worst name of all time. Most on the nose name of all time. <laughs> what warrior princess was in charge of uh Bargain Town? Who ran yeah. who ran Bargain Town? Jane yeah. Krakowski. So another, another just another another crackhead. Um Yeah. She eventually, yeah. Tina Turner. It, it's a yeah. Tina Turner's. Uh, uh, she's a horrible actress, I think, in this, and it kind of took me out of it a little bit. What I like is that is it uh, Barter Town, post dystopian crazy, but they've very progressive female black yes uh, yeah. leader. They're they're head. Head. They're very yes, head. yeah. They're slay. Head. Head. One of the know? maybe, and also the the only black person in Barter Town. There's not another. <laughs> Yeah. Not she's not making other. any more Tinas. She's yeah, not, no. <laughs> which, uh, she might make a couple of Alicia Keys, but she's not making any more Tinas. Well, um, in the movie, her name is, is Auntie. And I was like, how did she get that name? And I was wondering, it's like she's never seen another black person. And then she found like an old bottle of Aunt Jemima's maple syrup. She was like, that woman looks like me. Call me Auntie. And that became her nickname. I guess, yeah. I mean, That's I just thought theory. it was racist the whole time. I mean, There's just like the <laughs> only black so, one. We call her auntie. Like auntie yeah. 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 Steven, have you seen the other Mad Maxes? Yeah, yeah. So the, fir- to me, like, the first one is not good. The first one, but the first one was like a phenomenon. Yeah, well, it's, so I, I, it's like, it's got a good premise. It's like, a, it's like, yeah, a, yes, it, but, but it's, but it's not the most entertaining. It's kind of, well, it's, it's slow. What's interesting say, about it, there's oh, a lot of like story. Uh, no, go ahead, Alex. I'm sorry. I was gonna say that what you just said, Pratt, can I think just kind of applies to all of the Mad Max films. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The premise sure. is like great, and there and, and it makes for great moments, but overall, it's just like I I don't really love the the actual movies themselves. If that so, makes I mean, sense. Road, yeah. I mean, I do That's think funny. Road Warrior is is a great movie, but like the first Mad Max wasn't even was just about like sort of like this general fear of like bandits killing everybody. There was a lot of movies where you're, you know, the wife got raped and killed. And then the, so like Max is literally just a regular cop and his wife gets killed. And so he goes on a rampage and the last 10 minutes of the movie is the rampage. Mm. And that part is awesome. But the rest of the movie sucks. Yeah. And it was part, you know, there's just like Australian like wave of films coming out of like the late seventies and early eighties. And that was part of that wave. Road Warrior is like, I think, incredible like you could just see like they had money. they were kind of more worked out what they were doing and it was it was literally just like open road mel gibson like it's the ultimate mel gibson character he's just a fucking badass on the road you know you know killing everybody like he tried the the the, 
you know, the people are weak and they need his help and he's like, oh, he's, uh, save their civilization. Then this movie comes around and it was really, you could see it. And I think they even said it at the time, it was like a, the Hollywood Mad Max. Yeah. And you could see there's more, they have more money, but they, it's almost like their heart isn't in it as much. Do you know what I mean? Like they weren't, when they were like, it was like they were young and like they didn't have any money. They're like, fuck it, let's make something cool. And then they got a bunch of money and they're like, it almost right. felt. It almost felt like it, it felt like they were making a movie that they wanted to make for, like I said, the first forty-five minutes. Yeah, that's another and thing. Then it felt too. Like, and then it felt like studio heads came in and were like, you know what's big right now? Hook. Hook is huge. Yeah. Let's do. <laughs> let's do some Lost Boy shit. Well, and, this came and out then, before Hook, which oh, is interesting. Did it? Yeah. yeah. So you know what's oh, funny really? is while I was right. watching You're this, right about I thought that. about I thought about Hook too, and I realized I'm like, what is it specifically that I don't like about this? And I think I don't like whimsy. <laughs> like I don't like when like kids are like kids magical. Kids, when they went back to Art of Town, they should have got raped and murdered. That's the only ex- acceptable conclusion for for when they go back to Barter Town. But instead, they're like beating up adult men. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it, yeah, it gets a little crazy. Like it was, so- it was like gr- it was gritty real. Yeah, well, not super realism, but in the other ones, and a little bit in the beginning of this one, some realism, and it's totally uh, becomes yeah. fanciful and and just kind of goofy. So before we talk about like the broader well, it's, stuff, it's, can no, we? The movie we, is yeah. Sorry, you... I was gonna say the movie like Thunderdome is the title of the movie, and you're done <laughs> with the Thunderdome forty minutes into the movie. It's like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, if yeah. It, it would be as if the karate, like Karate Kid they had the tournament at like minute forty five, and then the rest <laughs> of the movie is Daniel like working his after school job in high school. Like it's like who gives a fuck? Yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean just it, Daniel's raising a family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just he's now the karate dad. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like it's like hour two of the, of the movie. It's like, what is going on? Yeah, uh, I I agree. I, I was expecting them to like go back to the Thunderdome or something. Like, I definitely was surprised. But just to set up, like, because I don't probably not everyone that's listening to this has seen this version of Mad Max. So to to Pratt's point, so the the movie um, takes place like basically there's a first 30 to 40 minutes of this movie where it takes place in uh god i'm gonna get it wrong again uh b- uh barterville no no i want to say uh, bargain right bin market something i saw i saw bargain like process in your brain you're like i know again oh Bar- god bargain. guys I, well, well, whatever it's called, uh, it's it's there, it takes place in that town, and Mel Gibson is just you know uh, basically finding his way around. He's looking for someone that they never really explain, and then he um, he meets with the like leader of the town, or so to you know, so you would assume, and it's like Tina Turner, and he she has like her henchmen, and she basically like hires Mel Gibson, or or yeah, like gets Mel Gibson to assassinate this other <laughs> mentally handicapped individual. well we find out later he's retarded which is just a wild turn in this movie that's, um I, that's the moral of the whole movie is but is, you is, is, don't, yeah. is, is murder the, 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 hand, the mentally handicapped i mean literally that's what they do but um can you can you explain steven like what that guy is that hybrid like master guy. master blaster i have so many master. questions because i want to know so master blaster is the it's a it's a singular name for two different people right um with uh complementary disabilities that, that work yes. together one is a one is a uh, um uh, a midget who rides on top of uh probably a six foot four uh, burly individual who wears a helmet 
Mm-hmm. So you never see his face until the reveal after Max beats him in Thunderdome. The helm comes off and it turns out that he's mentally retarded. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and Mel was like, I'm not, <laughs> which is so funny when Mel's like, I'm not going to kill him. And it's like, this is a murderous, mentally retarded person. He's already yeah. murdered. They say 20 people in the cage that we know of. And yeah. it's like, it's put him down. I mean, this is a rabid dog of a... But anyway, so that's what Master Blaster is. And, but it's weird because you can't, why is the, like, you think the, the he's called like the brains of the operation, the, the, the midget who like knows how to uh, generate, yeah, he, the master knows how to generate fuel. But he also, he's also retarded. He talks like he's, he's mentally, yeah. he's got, it, also. he's got issues. Something, something's going on. So I want to know what the, my big thing is I want another movie, the backstory of Master Blaster yes. and just how they got together and like how they found themselves in Barter Town. Yeah, this symbiotic before. relationship, how that yeah. started. Yeah. So there's there there is a lot of cool like ideas in this movie because like Road Warrior. So George Miller uh, wrote and directed this movie, did all the Mad Maxes. Then he went on to like weird career because he was a he was a medical doctor who started making in, independent films in Australia. Mad Max becomes a monster hit. He does these three movies. Then he goes on to do Babe and Babe. <laughs> I love no, that's Babe. Right, like Babe and Babe Two, and then Happy Feet. He created Happy Feet. So he doesn't do another. Ad- yeah, yeah, he doesn't what do another departure. adult film until the newest Mad Max. So it's like a fifteen-year period where he's not even adult? directing like adult films. Yeah, and it's like you can already see like in in this movie like the seeds of like Babe and all these like kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean. And there's also it's weird. I was very confused because I didn't I didn't love the newest Mad Max because I wanted it to be a Mad Max. I didn't want it to be girls. And, and Max sitting in the passenger seat, like, if I mean, I know that we have to make girl everything now, but I didn't hate, I didn't hate that. I I thought it was done better. It wasn't so in your face like some movies. And it was it, and, again, it was cool. It was the, the effects were cool, but it, it was like, where's the the movie? Like at the end of yeah. the day, it was it was more like a roller coaster. I, I yeah, I ride than, but, than but a I, film. I, yeah, but it's weird how because like watching this one now, having seen the most recent one and all his other stuff, and then going and seeing his original stuff, he like steals both ways. He like steals from his past and his future because yeah. Master Blaster, like in in Road Warrior, there's the humun- the homunculus, yep. which yeah. is a giant guy with no shirt on, who's basically like Blaster. And then in in the them. newest in the newest Mad Max, there's a there's a a, a midget that rules stuff. So it's like he com- he like combined both ideas in a weird in a weird way. But I I do think that this I mean Road Warrior is fucking awesome. But at the end of the day, Road Warrior is like. I'm just gonna drive a car and I'm gonna kill the bad guys. Like this movie is like much more, like has like ideas behind well, it about how you would yeah. create a civilization and how they would have fuel and all this other stuff. It's just like they did it for 30 minutes. The world, the world building in this one is good. I mean, they kind of give you like, and even even with even though the other stuff with the kids is very hokey and kind of and and just kind of stupid. There are moments where I'm like, this could have kind of worked as an idea Absolutely. If, they, if they had kept more realism. Cause I did like <laughs> when they're doing like the story, the tell when they're doing the tell and like they're showing and it's like, yeah, I yeah. thought that background was cool. The concept of kids not knowing and developing their own language. Like yeah. thought, thought went into that. Like it wasn't like just a, a, but like it in execution, it didn't totally, totally work. The execution sucked. The, the biggest thing that I think I, I think that turned people off, or at least turned me off, was the way the la- that language was spoken was so 
infuriating. Like it's just it's you mean the basic Australian accent. It's basically yeah, just fucking well, Australian. Kids are hard. Dude. It's We're not. Doing... It's not that though. They this, they made them speak like babies, but not really. So it's like completely English, except like they think they say thing like the 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 goes machine for like a yeah. car. It's yeah. so stupid. It was like it, yeah. You, I don't it's, know. it's funny because again, like it really is like I like. I don't mind kids in movies, but if it's like too whimsical, it really turns me off. There's this other movie called Fortress that's from the same time and from Australia. And I had seen that as a kid and I I re- went back and rewatched it recently. And Fortress is based on a true story where like a, it was like a one room schoolhouse in like the outback of Australia. And the, the teacher and the students get kidnapped by these three guys. And it's super fucking scary when you're watching this as a kid. They're, they're all wearing like one guy's wearing a Santa Claus mask. Another guy, they're all wearing like children's like Halloween masks. And at a certain point, like they turn the tables on these kidnappers and the teacher and the students like viciously fucking murder the kidnappers. And it's incredible. But then they just go back and like pretend like it never happened. And I'm like that Australians are fucking awesome. Like these, (laughs) like, cause like there's a little bit of like savagery in, it's one of the things I like about Australian acting is like, there's, there's a little bit of like wildness in them like and even like, something about you see it in mel gibson like mel gibson just like grunts and you're like yeah that guy's crazy like there's something fucking nuts about that guy oh yeah but when so it's like using kids like in that way is like oh wow that's really interesting and i've never seen that before and it's like it's kind of like horrifying this is like you're like oh it's too kitschy Lord, yeah it's like what yeah. are you doing <laughs> I, 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 yeah. especially because people were also, like you also when they were doing I'm the sorry, tel- just real quickly you yeah, have to yeah. imagine like people went to the theater being like yo i can't wait to see the new mad max movie Right, and then the the black guys in the audience would have been like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Even when Tina's I was, gone. <laughs> yeah, when I was when I was watching the tell when they were doing the tell thing, I was just like, "This this feels like alt comedy, <laughs> like some weird performance you'd see in Brooklyn." Yes. Like this is the tell, the way long long ago time in apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that's like, oh, literally that's that's not an exaggeration of how they speak in the film. It's 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 blood boiling how that how it's just so annoying. But I think if they didn't have like stupid elements like that in it, uh, I think it, it could have redeemed itself. Good. I think it redeemed itself a little bit when Mel Gibson punched the girl in the face. Yes, pro yeah, yeah. movie where children are violently assaulted. I like, but I you know would have been better if she had a little bit more damage. That I didn't see coming. And he also uh, shoots at he her shoots first. Her. Yeah. yeah, and I remember being like, yeah, that's. I mean, one uh, any movie. Where, one kid needed to die in this movie, and I have a I have a much different opinion. I really do. Like, if if they had one kid, like if the kid did get sucked into the sand, You're right. and it was just that girl feeling remorse for leaving yeah. the desert, or if they got like if you just saw a kid hanging from something when they went into the like barter town, like a dead body hanging out front, sort of like Theon Greyjoy does in uh, uh, like Game of Thrones or whatever. Yeah, uh, that would have been. I would. I would have been on board with the with the. It would have been a little bit dark because not a fucking not a fucking train ride out into the desert that followed by a whimsical airplane ride. It's really such a a schizophrenic movie because it's it's like the beginning is so dark and even like the hue of the movie is dark and then the the, literally right at the midway point he he gets found by these feral kids and it's like this fantastical whimsical like fairy tale kind of story and then they return so like- to the dark it's just it, it is all over the place um you know a, a lot of cool ideas but yeah like execution and just like the actual scenes uh were a bit lacking so the story like i don't know if this is a legend or this is true but george miller's like like 50 50 partner got killed 
right before they started making this movie. And I think Wait, like really? Miller, wow. like what his like heart wasn't in the movie, so he actually even had another guy fit, like direct a lot of the stuff, and like George Miller, like I think directed all the action scenes, which are the best part of the movie. So there is like it's it's not like an accident that this movie seems like it's either made one by a guy who's like half in it, or it's literally made by two two, different, two guys. different people. Yeah, and that might also explain why George Miller didn't want to go back to making these kind of. Yeah. movies for a long time though you guys seen like babe 2 is a dark fucking movie that's another one where you're like what the hell babe is this two. the original babe is like a beautiful like family yeah. movie and then babe 2 is like let's start with the death right away <laughs> yeah he's kind of a schizophrenic uh, uh like movie director uh I, I don't know i, I part of me yeah it, uh, part of me has to believe what you just said is true but also like it's not like there's no editing process like this had to change. This was like a multi-million-dollar film. Like if I can watch this one time and go, this is two different movies or like two different, like drastically different, like concepts going on right in the middle of the movie. It's just like that had to be a little bit intentional. So I don't know. You have to remember too, 1985, a lot of cocaine. We've talked about yes, this many we, times. Uh, I was looking at it. So up. this is very interesting. <laughs> uh, whenever, we reach, one, whenever we reach a, ro- a roadblock and why the movie falters, it's you have to remember. Probably. Yeah, you have to remember. yeah, yeah. It's, right. I mean, it's no. Like it's no joke. Like, you, like true romance is about a guy bringing, like, selling a luggage full of cocaine to a movie producer, and yeah, the character, and the movie producer that that movie is based on is Joel Silver, who literally produced all of these movies. Wow, Joel so, Silver, can you be more of a Jew? Jesus, all right, well, back to your regularly scheduled program. He's got his hands in on, on like every single one of these like where'd '80s he, hits. Where do you get and the energy for all that? That's the character yeah. in True Romance. He's also the guy like the the character that Tom Cruise is playing in Tropic Thunder. That's Joel Silver. Which wait, which character? Simple Jack. No, no. When Tom Cruise as the <laughs> as the movie producer. Oh we, yeah, 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 yeah. What's his like? He's literally doing. That's why, like, everyone in Hollywood's like, "Oh, that's an inside joke." Like, we all work with that guy. What's gotcha. his name again? Joel Silver. Joel, Joel Silver. Silver. If you go through Joel Silver's filmography, it's like everything: Commando, Rambo, Back to the Future, Lethal. Like, literally has his hands in everything. And you know, like Quentin Tarantino as a first-time screenwriter. Like new enough to write a movie where the plot of the movie is selling that guy a luggage full of cocaine. <laughs> so it's not an it's not an accident. I wrote, I wrote some notes down. Like one was um, shooting at kids to teach them a lesson is a is a real lost art. <laughs> like you would never. I, I was like, wow, I that that part I actually like. And then it made me think about. I remember when my mom used to hit me with a box, and then a box? I was like. What? A bo- like literally like a box. Like she found a box and she hit me with the box. I love what kind, what kind love of. Go ahead. I like. So I love that this movie made you nostalgic. It did. It made me think about. <laughs> For what? It made me yeah. think about like what, what would I do if I was like. Was, oh shit! That's all good. We we'll, we can continue on. I could hear you through your internal microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we just clicked that. All right, you're back. I'll edit that out. It's fine. <laughs> oh, now he's he's out. But uh, Pratt, where were we? So I'm here. Yeah, I, I can hear you, Peter. I, I also felt nostalgic when, when they were shoveling pig shit into uh, the yes. ovens. I that also reminded... felt nostalgic by my childhood yeah. growing up growing up abused and on a farm. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I grew up on a farm, too, and it made me... Did you? Like, I didn't grow up on a farm. I was joking. Oh, I grew Crack up on a farm. so clearly didn't grow up on a farm. Like, look at his face. No, I, I did grow up on a farm. My, family, actually, actually... my family owned people who worked on a farm. Yes, that, beautiful. That, they're, I'm that actually a boy. curious, because this has been on my mind a lot, this, like... Uh, 
you know, should we all just start raising animals and go live in the woods? Is like, is living in a city over and all the conveniences that, that come with it? And do we really need to relearn? Because I, I would like the argument I always make is that these movies were a, a warning. Like Terminator is not a blueprint on how to run a society. Terminator is a warning of what could go wrong if you go down this path. And then we decided to go down that path anyway. So we're not the, like literally in Road Warrior, they're all fighting over gasoline. Yeah. You know? So it's not that far off of where we of where we are. So this, it is, I, like, this movie is that far off. Road Warrior and the other one are a little bit less far yeah, off. Well, but it's a they're a progression. It's like a progression. 15, no, I, I 10 understand. Years later, Fifteen years yeah. later. But this is this movie is intentionally like all right, we're way off in the apocalyptic zone. It's it's yeah. it, it's so almost ridiculous you know what i mean and i think that like, that's that's good it's like for effect but it, yeah, it works so see, I, I don't know if you want to talk about this but you're you're still working as an emt uh yeah paramedic yeah, so yeah, you're yeah. still like you're, you're you're literally on the front lines of of all this stuff that's going on so i guess i don't know how much you want to no whatever yeah no it's fine uh like yeah I mean, your, it's, 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 your why would you want to talk is... about being a hero <laughs> he's gonna, oh, no, got I, a I hero on people. the line no 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 that's fair i no, it's it's uh it's actually getting well i mean everything i do it's anecdotal because it's only my individual experience but it, it seems like it's been getting better out good to some degree yeah and um, you're in that you're in new york city as an emt during coronavirus i mean that's a you could probably write a book after this that's a pretty well, crazy I, experience i mean it's yeah it's 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 a little wild i mean i'm not working as much as some of the guys um but uh it's uh it, it, the, the, the like the peak the two there were like three or four weeks there that were like they were pretty they were pretty nuts um uh, just on volume of like uh covid calls but it's been the la last week i mean i don't i think i i don't i don't know that i took anyone that i suspected of have, or they were not presenting COVID symptoms wise my last shift. So, um, and when was that? Like uh, yesterday? There, uh, what, what's today? Is it Thursday or today's Thursday? Yeah. Thursday, so yeah, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I worked yesterday. Good. Wow. So like a whole shift without anyone. That's that's a good sign. Yeah. Nobody that had. Yeah. No. 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 No one that was, was showing signs. Of so let me, I mean, let me. No. Go ahead. Let me ask you this: Is everyone working in the hospitals in on the hoax, or is that just like the <laughs> yeah? Good guys? question. Good like question. at what at what level? Like, are, are you are you being told I'll a be, lie that I'll you be, have to live? I'll be I'll be releasing yeah I'll be releasing a TikTok dance video with all yeah. the answers. <laughs> you got to follow yeah. this. It'll be symbols. Yeah. They'll you they'll let you know. Follow the, right. the triangle eye and. Uh, <laughs> so I don't like. Yeah, how far up do you have to get uh, before you run into Bill and Melinda Gates, like injecting you know African? children with like poison i'll what, let you know when i get there yeah <laughs> you're not there yet that's fine yeah. you know you're young you still it's you gonna know, be it's there. gonna be weird when a bunch of people get polio all of a sudden like, right oh, right oh, oh, where did that come from what oh and it's just the microsoft guy <laughs> you know what's wait one minute one minute it's like ha uh, having trouble breathing the next minute you have one short stumpy leg it's like what a yeah. weird disease that we can't make sense of this fucking disease yeah 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 no, I, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you what, one thing, I, I got angry, like, like... I'm, I'm kidding, by the way. I'm, <laughs> I'm only a little bit, I'm not that We're, much I'm, Oh, Jesus, uh, all right. Well, that's okay. There's, we got... there's you, you can believe simultaneously that there is a respiratory disease that's going on, and it's faster than we, you know, it's more contagious and, and coming through faster than what we've yep. seen in the past. Yep. And also believe... That certain people are yeah, taking oh, advantage yeah. of an opportunity totally, that this sure. disease presents. And I, I like the thing that made me angry today is Cuomo announcing today that they were going to sanitize the subways. Are you fucking like what they've been doing for the last six weeks, <laughs> you fucking scumbags? Yeah. Like, and this, and this, and this is what I love about 
I didn't hear like, that. By people the way. were like, and I, 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 I posted this joke. It's like people are like, I can't believe we have a game show president. Oh right. my god, did you see Cuomo for two minutes on the TV? I want that guy to be president. Oh why? Because he looks good on TV. Like, what are you basing oh, your opinion yeah. on? And so for this guy, well, I think I know what they mean. But it's a, it's a lot of. That. I think I know what they mean. Research. No. It's yeah, it's a lot of that. You're right. People are kind of you know sure he very presents level, a calming but, image. Well, it's what it is. Is there tr people don't like Trump so much, and the reason they don't like him uh, for the most part is he's not like professional. He's kind yeah, of a, he's, he's a he's a he's an asshole, and he likes being like an asshole, which co comedians generally love because he's hilarious. Like he's he's very funny, and he owns a room, so I feel like comedians are partial to Trump. But everyone else, or or even you know, obviously the really lefty comedians, they hate Trump because because they don't like his personality. So yeah, they, they that's what it is. It's not it's not even like the image. It's just his his ego and his personality. It's even less about his politics. Really. Well, there's a lot of like there's even studies on like like you know CEOs being a certain height. Like there's certain people that project like leadership qualities and i and andrew cuomo does that and not, yeah like but my point is that like people are like singing his praises and then for six weeks nobody thought to clean the fucking subways it's like what are you assholes doing to like, be fair i think that's de blasio's uh fucking no the, line, the mta right? is controlled by the state that's actually really so de, the subways de blasio and cuomo don't get along and they're yeah. always fighting over the subways Really? That's like one of the sticking points is that de Blasio, whenever de Blasio is like, fuck this guy, he's always like, well, he's not giving me the money for the subway. And yeah. whenever Cuomo is, is like shitting on de Blasio, he goes, look, look, the subways. It's like they're, that's that's a thing that they like they like to fight over. But um, no, I just I just can't believe that. Like, again, as, a, as an amateur, but somebody who's interested in science and medicine and like, you know, studied a little bit and read up a little bit. I would think that a tube in the ground with no fresh air would be an area that you would want to look into as a potential place where the disease is spread. And it's, it's showing up that it seems like it's all places where a bunch of people are packed together. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Is where the disease, the nursing homes, prisons, uh, meat packing plants and subways. If I, if I got master blaster in charge, <laughs> if I asked the retarded part of master blaster, Hey, what do you, do you want to clean up the subways? I think he would be like, yeah, but maybe we should do that first. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's a fair point. I mean, it seems kind of weird. I mean, uh, I guess I'm glad they're doing it. Maybe the idea is, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm very stupid right here, but, uh, you know, maybe it's, um, they wanted the disease to like pass through, and now that it's less, they'll clean. I don't well, know. De Blasio's just like embargo. embargo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not yeah. not shit energy. That was yeah, God, honestly, like Ooh, him barter town. <laughs> I mean, Ron Barter Town. <laughs> I didn't realize how funny it was during <laughs> watching the movie. It was so like it was like hard to watch, honestly. <laughs> but now hearing it back, it's like wow, that guy is. I hilarious. mean, we're not, we, we will not see their like again. We're not going to have a character that's midget, half retarded guy. <laughs> this I is mean, um, that is literally what this is. So we, good. You know, we yeah. talk about. <laughs> We talked about this in Goonies, and again, like this is something where now everybody, everybody's beautiful. Same actor. It's the no, same it's actor. no, but like having us having sloth. Yeah, what's that guy's name? Sloth. Okay. Sloth yeah. love chunk. Um, no, but it's like, and one of the things that starts to happen when you know when things fall apart is that you have more genetic abnormalities. 
And then oh. they, like even is that what they were going for? Well, no, it's and it's it's like it that's been. what's showing up in this movie, and it's and it's kind of sad because we don't have. I wouldn't mind the occasional giant retarded guy with a midget. Like I think that's there's <laughs> something like, and I'm not like I'm not what even are you not, talking about. <laughs> I mean, not that you would mind him. I get that, but what do you mean? You want people like that walking around? I, no, I I grew up. There was uh, more. You're cutting out, Peter. Oh fuck! I'm trying. I to think. Figure. I think what he said is, Stephen, you can ride me anytime you want. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now get on it, you two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, while Peter figures that out, it's fine. We get. It. I. I'll do some editing. I've been teaching myself video editing over this. So, have you been swamped, like working extra hours as an EMT during been, this whole crisis? I, so, uh, not so I, I basically originally I was I'm working for, I was working per diem so it was basically just once a week and that's essentially what I stuck to because I didn't want to get you know overly exposed and also they already have their own shifts that are kind of pretty much covered. Oh, okay. Um, what had what was happening was I was basically getting held over two to three hours, um, additional almost every shift just because we would get bogged down. There were just so many. We we're just doing uh, just urgent care, just like call urgent care calls back to people who are showing up with, you know, severe shortness of breath. And, mm. um, you know, it's just they're like crazy hypoxic. Um, what does like, that mean? They, they're oxygen set. So the, they're just their oxygen saturations were like super, you know, bond, like for, for what a person who, do, who doesn't have a normal respiratory like condition, like COPD or emphysema. Well, COPD is part of emphysema. But if they, they're, you know, our normal like oxygen saturation is like a hundred, hundred percent to like 98%. And these people, I was seeing them the last COVID patient or likely COVID patient that I took, um, her, her oxygen saturation was like 73%, which is just like, it's like, you know, I, I mean, I thought I was gonna have to intubate her when I first yeah. saw her, but, wow. they do, they, but they've been doing, at least in my experience, in my limited experience, they've been doing pretty well just with, um, at least in the temporary phase. I mean, they might, I don't know whether they, she might've ended up going on a ventilator later, but, um, doing well with just a non rebreather and like high concentration oxygen, it brings their sets up. And she went from being lethargic kind of somnolent to actually coming around and starting to like being very alert. And, and, you know, I was, I was shocked. I was like, I thought I was going to have to, you know, intubate, go do a whole thing, take them related Jeez. to the facility, but they, they, they ended up doing pretty well. That's what Word. I've heard a lot is that it's one of the things that's so confounding about this is that you have people that seem like they're okay. Right. And then they test their oxygen level in their lungs and they should be like, their body should be failing and they don't know quite why. And it actually looks like they, they thought for a while it looked like uh, like altitude sickness, right? Where the blood is just not, the oxygen is just not saturating in the blood as if they were having trouble breathing because the atmosphere was thin, but they're clearly at sea level here in New York. Yeah. I, well, I know there's been a lot of, so it's like, there's, I think it's a, there are a bunch of things because I think some people were getting a lot of fluid in their lungs. So they're obviously having pneumonias, which is going to affect like your diffusion of your alveoli. Um, there was also, and I, someone was talking about whether, because the, when we do the oxygen saturation, it just measures the amount of oxygen attached to the hemoglobin in your blood. And they would, they were saying something like if it were atmospheric, you would, I forget, I forget, there was something about whether the, it would have, it would have conjoined, it would have not conjointly affected if it was just affecting the hemoglobin, but this might be different than the atmospheric thing you would have seen. Cause there's a limited amount of oxygen that's also carried in the blood plasma. That's not attached to the hemoglobin and what they were seeing it in, it was, mirrored on a drop in both where with if there was a, a different issue i, I again I, I have i haven't gone over this in a, yeah, in a minute, i mean they're so. still like trying to figure out what's going on right there's like well, not it's brand new there's yeah. a lot of, well there's a lot of like conflicting it is, well, here's my part of it is that, that the, the world well everything that, that china has put out is is you can't is unreliable yeah yeah and, and, so the, and the world health organization because they're essentially china you know, 
I don't know. Yeah, it's in bed or in league with. I some, mean, it seems so, that way, right? Wait, wait. So for, there, there's for sure. It's I don't know to what degree. You know, I don't think anyone knows exactly, but they obviously have some pull. How much is is you know? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, it's crazy to me. Like, like uh, how how much the WHO has like misled the public and just like said at one point everyone they were saying you know masks you don't really need them and now yeah. it's like obviously you do so it's like wait they were saying like not I, person they were saying like not person to person transmission human to human transmission yeah, that crazy. was in the, january the, when the misinformation was... has been like crazy but so here's the crazy so it's like part of it is and this is, i just was watching a video they were talking about how so now with china's because of this global pandemic the analogy i heard was great i was so china's because now all, all these businesses are tanking yeah. China's buying tech companies from other countries and they're getting like they're getting mad because they need the money. And the way that the way the guy described it was um, he said, uh, when you get pushed in the water and you're drowning, you'll take a hand from anybody, even the guy who pushed you in the water. And it's yeah. like it's like that's, right. that's, so that's, so that's So now they're going to own so much more of I mean, just, they're just basically owning other countries. They're buying up debts and yeah. they're, they're putting in like a 5G. Uh, I forget. I forget it was like Portugal and um Somebody else, they're putting up all their 5G, 5G network. Like, it's crazy. Um, yeah. well, they, 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 I mean, they've been quietly doing this in Africa for decades. They control, like, all the telecom in Africa. They bought up a ton of the land. And everyone – and the thing is, too, it's, it's really interesting is that we – like, we created the monster of China. Like, in the 70s, we decided – like, the United States decided, like, oh, let's just ship all of our manufacturing over here – and we'll get super cheap products, and let's just hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, or just short-term thinking. No one was and, thinking long-term. You know, and it was Republicans and Democrats yeah. that did this. It was yeah. both sides for different, maybe for different like ideological reasons. But both sides were like, "This is a great idea." And then even like someone, you know, Italy is a country that I care a lot about and spend a lot of time in. I remember going to Italy ten years ago and wanting to buy leather shoes, which Italy is known for. Yeah. And people are like, oh, no, we, we don't even make good stuff here anymore. Like, don't buy leather while yeah. you're here. Yeah. It's all, yeah. all Chinese made. And, I'm I, like, I, and I just want to take the time to say that, you know, you should and you could and you should be critical of the Chinese government without being racist towards Chinese people and Chinese Americans. So that's not what's going on here, people like anyone that's like like in like a a moron listening uh we're being critical of the chinese government and and you know the world health organization which has had documented misinformation you know when supposedly being yeah. the leaders of the information in this crisis so i don't know i think it's obvious that the chinese government has some abhorrent practices against their own people against the people that live in hong kong i mean there there's been protests recently uh, uh, you know as of right before this virus where they were just shooting people in the streets in hong kong i mean it's just they're brutal yeah, the, no the ccp is crazy then they do this yeah. the same thing they do with the world health organization is what they do in the un too like that's i mean we we all i mean i think pretty much every i think big superpowers kind yeah. of do this. yeah yeah, yeah. but they're like any anything that has world or united yeah, yeah, or yeah. international in their name i don't trust as a matter well like, because i'm because i'm a I, we're just as guilty. It's a good point, yeah. though. You, the U.S. is and China, any big, big superpower has influence over those like multi-global, like you know, global organizations. A hundred percent. It's like, of course they do. Like, there's over two hundred countries in the world. Does the two hundredth largest country have an equal say that to the U.S. in the U.N.? Of course yeah. not. You know, like. It's but not we, we also, in a, like we, the U.S. is like historically funded organizations where people sit around and talk shit about the U.S. 
Like that's literally like we give all this money and then they sit around and like there was a, there was yeah a movie you could called, say that but you could also say we we historically go in and kill civilians in yeah. Middle Eastern countries. I mean we definitely do that. There's just no argument, Peter. Were they in the way? Did they did in they the way take, of what? Did they take shelter? I don't civilians? Know. I'm oh, not making. Okay. I don't I, even know enough to make. I get that's about the this. only thing. War is the only thing I get kind of serious on. I don't even really care. Who cares? If, whatever. Everyone's gay. It might Disagree. listen. Disagree. Somebody, Disagree I've heard this said too. There's very few national, like or like international calamities that don't lead to war. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. when we had like a, the Great Depression, people don't realize the Great Depression was a global phenomenon. It wasn't just happening in the United States. And world, you know, the seeds of, of World War II came out of that. At yeah, minimum, at minimum, at minimum, Cold War seems like for sure yeah. with China. Like, if but it's I'm like, not, I'm not already happening. That's a good point. I think I'm so. Big into like local <laughs> stuff and like craftsmanship, and I think we've lost. We like for this is like a stupid example, but like cl- clothing. Like I come from people like there was people in my family who were tailors. There's people in my family who my grandmother came to America and she she was working in a shirt factory, like mm-hmm. literally cutting fabric all day. We like decided that like that like textiles and that art form we weren't going to do that anymore. So what do you have now? You fast forward to twenty the 2010s. So instead of having, you know, Italian ladies cutting fabric and, and sewing clothes, you have, you know, 16-year-old Dominican and Albanian girls working at H&M selling people $13 pairs of pants. So it's still, it's still clothing. It's still the, it's the same industry, but we traded like making it here and like putting people to work in the actual manufacture of it into just having kids basically selling it to us so that you have 30 pairs of cheap pants rather than going to a tailor and getting, you know, three pairs of, of good pants made. So I I'm still really hoping have, I that still only have three pairs of pants. I would just, like I went through all of eighth grade with one <laughs> pair of jeans and my, my mom thinks that oh, yeah. I'm lying, but she's, she's crazy because she, oh, didn't, no, she wouldn't mean... buy me any pants that year. I had one pair of jeans for all of eighth grade, but you know, I, I do think, and even now it's like, People are like, oh, I can't believe that all our medicine is coming from China. Guess what? All of the meat gets processed at three plants Yep. total in the United States. And I think Canada, all of their meat comes from one processing plant. Yeah. So how is that any better than getting all of your penicillin or vitamin C from fucking China? It's the same thing. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's a movement towards – ah, fuck this microphone. I'm hoping, Keep going. I'm hoping there's a movement towards uh, – Less uniformity, less – the closer you can get to the source of things, There's, the better Peter, they're, they're going to be. It's not going to happen though because people are unwilling uh, – it, 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 They may have um, to. American executives are, are at fault here. They're unwilling to pay you know, well, it's American not, it's, wages for factory work. It's it not just, just – They won't do it. Part of the issue is though with the – it's with the – it's just – it's the nature of globalization when you have shareholders and companies because exactly. if, you, if you start to there's just they're incentivized yep. and there's no way they can't leak they legally can't not do it because then they'd be going against shareholder interests to not get cheaper labor outsourced yeah so i don't know what that so this is gonna they have to write something in law where it, it's gonna take a governmental intervention to get to the point. Well, what, i mean that you're what, right it's a regulation what, that's what ta- but that's what tariffs are for that's right, historically right, how you right. protect domestic uh production and you know, say what you will about Trump, but Trump was talking about putting tariffs on China before yep. this became an issue. Yep. And then why tariffs are in place be- became clearer a- after this, because, yeah, you can't. And, and again, like I come from construction workers. People in my family were in unions and they're, you know, labor in this country is a victim of its own success, because right now, if you're a forklift operator, you're getting fifty dollars 
an hour, you know, that those those labor costs start to, to start to go up. So labor got so expensive and with all the insurance and the pensions and all that stuff that companies are like, fuck it. Well, it's cheaper to go to Vietnam and pay the whole factory what it costs us to pay one American worker back back in the United States. It's something to be. It has to be. I do think there's I'm hoping there's like a new labor movement in this country and not necessarily like factories and not necessarily uh, unions, but there's got to be something in this country where people start to really look at like work and what people are actually doing because i, I think i think there's a lot of meaning in work and i think a lot of people are unhappy because they've lost their the the meaning you know i mean what are they doing all, all day long do you know what i mean it's 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 a crazy and i, th- I think if, if this is an opportunity i hope that the opportunity is not not wasted uh, I yeah, that's some wishful thinking in in my opinion. I I just don't yeah. think it's possible. Things have been set in motion for twenty, thirty, forty years uh, of the way you know things are produced in the world. We yeah. don't even have the infrastructure to do it anymore. Like like I don't just know. I don't even know. if we wanted to, even if we had all the regulations in place, we had the wages ready to go. We would need to build the factories again. Like I mean, yeah. and yeah, I guess we would, but it's just it's not going to happen overnight. Like to it, be honest, it, my number one priority is is fucking opening up the Jersey Shore for this summer. If the governor of New Jersey keeps the beaches closed, I will lead. I will be the the Patrick Henry of New Jersey leading a march. Through like we're going to the beach this summer. There's no way Jersey's not going to the beach this summer. I'm that's my number one priority. (laughs) I just built a beach house. Uh, There's no way I'm not going to the beach this whole summer. And guess what? Not a doctor, but my whole life I've been told that sunlight and fresh air are disinfectants, and salt water too. Salt water is good for you. Wait, there's no way. Wait, you're not a doctor. (laughs) I was pre med for three semesters there, buddy. I it was really. Were you really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Oh, okay. I started. I started out in college as. as uh, in fact, my grandfather is still mad to this day. He calls me doctor sometimes. He's like pissed because he thought I was gonna have a doctor in the family. Do you want to explain to us what doctor? Doctor means? just means doctor in Italian. Oh, okay. But he's like he's he's Sorry. pissed because uh, he was serious just now. Yeah, 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 I was. Yeah, very. <laughs> dumb. Oh, Alex, like what? Alex not being I thought able you were ironically out. fucking with him. I was like, yeah. No, that would have been. Uh, good, can you explain though. that word that sounds exactly like the word in English? <laughs> I don't know. I heard something else. And you and use clues from the from the, the conversation that might give you an insight into what might possibly it could be. Oh, what am I a doctor? What am I? What am I? What am I a doctor? <laughs> but um yeah no i was uh I, like i said i'm still i'm still very like interested in in medicine and i remember some stuff that i learned back then and i you know i have a even if i'm not uh you know up to speed on stuff like i, I have enough of an understanding that i could read like you know about a new disease and be like oh this looks an awful lot like x y and z and like how is it possible that this is a respiratory virus and they're telling me that it it acts nothing like any respiratory virus ever before ever. Like that seems a little like this. But like, here's a conspiracy that I this would be a conspiracy theory. They they started testing for the virus, and people were testing positive before they isolated the virus. So what were they what were they testing for? What do you mean before they isolated the virus? They announced that the virus was isolated after they announced that certain people had started testing positive like i think tom cruise was the first one what do you mean isolated they they i mean if you believe china i guess you you can't but they they didn't they sequence the genome back in like late december 
and send it out. Can I just can I say something? Yeah, please. <clears throat> what I love about this podcast right now is that it's mirroring it's mirroring the uh, the movie we just watched where the first forty five minutes you're like, oh, this is about one thing. And now <laughs> yeah. the second half you're like, yeah, whoa, it's very it's very virus. Why? <laughs> Why is Mel Gibson punching a girl right now? <laughs> Why yeah, are there should children? have more of that. Yeah, I know. You imagine if you showed someone the the second half first, and then you went back to the you know, or the yeah you know, the second half first, and then you showed them the first half second. They'd be like, oh, they wouldn't believe you that it's the same no, movie. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's crazy. And what if and what if just the midget showed up in the like where the kids are? <laughs> I like right, how and they thought there. and they thought that was their. It's easy to think that your your magical savior is Mel Gibson, circa nineteen eighty five. Right. It's another thing to be be like. This is what we've been waiting for this whole time. Yeah, that guy who's two foot eleven. With like, <laughs> what is he? What do they have? Do they have the guy's tombstone? Is that who the the guy they're looking for? And they read. Does it? What? Is it his tomb? Like, talking about Captain Walker? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 that, was, I, I, that was very Boston. Captain Walker? Yeah, okay, that's pretty good Australian. That's oh, pretty good there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he came out very New England. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. They were. I think they had something written on the wall, and I, I wanted to go back and see what it said because I didn't get a good read of it. Yeah, I thought, it was almost like, like they were looking mercy. at a tombstone. They didn't understand that it was announcing that the guy was dead. I thought what was written on the wall was that the old. I thought like the people. The, I thought the adults just left the kids. Like they were just like they were like God have mercy on our souls because I thought they just oh. abandoned the children. Oh, and the maybe or maybe all the adults That's- died. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I thought, thought it was. Yeah, it was symbolic for like the kids being on their own, the waiting, the waiting one or whatever they called them. If only yeah. they had washed their hands and worn masks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. So what I was wondering, I'm like, so remember the guy has the, the radiated water and they can't drink the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that was which was yeah. I like that. Um, but then I was like, are the kids? What are the kids drinking? Just that water by that stream? Are they are not affected? Know by the radiation or was that is it like an underground stream that wasn't affected by the radiation? you know I they didn't I they definitely didn't why are there that. why are there camels in australia um yeah, that's not is that right. normal no nope. uh why tina turner is the only one who doesn't have an australian accent that's yep, a- no australian accent and the only black one and she's tina turner and it's obvious so i, I want to get there's a couple there's a couple things so <laughs> yeah. tina turner was like a monster I remember just like being forced monster. to listening. She what, just like a monster, children. like like yeah, superstar. She was just, no, she was just like I'm. I'm a, I'm a monster. She was Sorry. no. She was like a superstar at that at that point. So I know. Like, oh, I know. Um, but she hadn't done a movie like she was in like Tommy ten years before, and she like never does a movie again. And she's the second lead of this film, which is really odd. she wasn't good. But um, it, like I, I think the reason the camels are there is because the opening of this movie is like a ripoff of Lawrence of Arabia. Like, uh, he even, like Mel Gibson even looks like Lawrence it is. Arabia. And so, so what 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 he's going <clears throat> after? So in the Road Warrior, he has his souped up car. Yep. And what he's going after? What the camels are pulling is the chassis of the car. So he's trying to get his car back. That's what he's go. That's why he goes to Barter Town because he's trying to get. So that he could rebuild his but car. But doesn't he say he's looking for someone? Yeah, but he's looking for the guy the that guy stole the car. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and so and it's also like it's funny because I'm I'm going back. There's um Dashiell Hammett who wrote like the Maltese Falcon is probably his most famous book that was turned into a movie. He wrote a book called uh, Red Harvest, which is like a detective novel, and that that novel has been like the basis of like 15 movies, and it's basically a stranger with no name comes to town. And he pits the two warring bosses against each other, and that's literally what Barter Town is. And if you watch 
Fistful of, Fistful of Dollars, which is the Clint Eastwood movie that made him a star. That's the plot of that movie. If you watch Jimbo Samurai movie, it's the plot of that movie. It's literally like the most. If you watch Miller's Crossing, it's like one of the early Coen's brothers movies. So it's kind of cool. Like yeah, they literally they, call they, him the man with no name when they introduce him into Thunderdome. Yeah, so that like that. Oh yeah, it, it's, it's funny because it's like because I've actually I've been thinking about writing this whole lockdown and have not fucking gotten any <laughs> writing done but i'm like the thing i'm hung up on is like plot like i've never like the thing that scares me about writing a screenplay or writing a book is like do i can i figure out how to like do a plot and then i'm watching this movie and i'm like this is literally the same fucking plot of 15 other movies that i yeah. like so well you, like, you get down even just beyond the plot like the hero like the hero's journey it's so hard to even get out like how do you it just sort of feels anytime you sort of write something it just feels like you're plugging into a formula almost yeah, yeah and and really the formula is like what saves you mm-hmm. it's thinking it's thinking that you're going to reinvent the wheel is what is what gets you to the point where you're 6 weeks in a fucking lockdown like i couldn't <laughs> ask for like a better scenario where i i could i could write for 6 hours a day seven days a week and no one would bother me and then still i'm just i'm like looking for excuses and i'm like fuck all i gotta do is just rip off the plot of another movie (laughs) yeah yeah just go ahead and do that yeah uh all right so i know you have to do your comedy show with comedy oh shit so i'm going on with debbie gibson in a couple minutes really yeah oh wow speaking of 80s pop stars comedy pete knows debbie gibson he's been like reaching out to her on instagram so this is this episode's gonna come out after (laughs) comedy pete's trying to get some puss i like he definitely uh, is hell yeah i hope he does when do you think the last time uh he got laid was i mean like like 100 percent honest i don't know i'll tell you what probably a while though it was amy schumer and it was uh it was manetta lane behind the the comedy (laughs) side no no okay yeah Uh, i I like to believe pete could pull amy but he's been he He's been um he's been reaching out to uh Debbie Gibson and so she's gonna do his Instagram live and I'm doing yeah it. dude have fun with that oh, yeah, yeah obviously cool. it's live and you're doing it now so it's it won't, it's not gonna be out this episode won't yeah, I don't be know out, if but... he's gonna try to like figure out a way to record it and re uh... well I mean go have fun either way you could also do a screen recording of it so you could so it. yeah it, it's funny because um I when I was a kid like in the car with my sister and my mom I had to listen to Debbie Gibson and I had to listen to Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. And I had to listen to um, Whitney Houston. So, like for me, like it's like this is all describe it that about. describe it that way when you would talk to her tonight. And then yeah, and then you my have mom, to, you have to tell I her. had to listen. To yeah, you and then my mom hit choice. me with a box. Right. She literally hit me with a box. Wow. Uh, it's fine though. We're we're cool now. I'm over it now. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm sorry to cut, cut this short. I'm sorry Pratt. that we ended up in in fucking Childville for no reason. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Pratt, you have a new podcast you were talking about. Is that out yet? Oh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so I, I, yeah, we're we're we're, we're, we're uh, I, it's a podcast. I it's called Recoil Now. I follow us at uh, Recoil Now Pod on Twitter and Recoil just at Recoil Now on Instagram. Nice. Uh, it's on iTunes and uh, Spotify or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. It's myself and another comedian friend of mine from Boston, Jonathan Tilson, very funny guy. Uh, we just kind of, I've known him for years and years. And so we just kind of shoot the shit about uh, life, stand-up comedy, and uh, it's like, you know, contemporary issues and all that kind of stuff. Keep it light. Keep it funny. It's good. I, I'm enjoying it. Cool. Um, yeah. And if also and you guys I, just started, right? Like, yeah, we're probably. I think weeks. we're so we're probably thinking the next episode is going to be episode six. So. Nice, dude. Yeah, nice, no, it's, nice it's been it's been fun. Thanks. Oh yeah. yeah, good luck, and I'm sure it's great. I I gotta start listening. 
Yeah, we're gonna start uh, every, doing guests at some point. So we'll see. And guys. all, yeah, everyone listening should li- go ahead and listen to Stephen's podcast. Also, uh, Stephen Pratt is a great Twitter follow, so you should follow him on Twitter. Oh, we'll thanks, put all man. the links in the description. Yeah, I mean, you're very funny. My mom likes your tweets. I don't oh, know. She's so sweet. Yeah, she's she, a I, sweet think, lady. I think she follows uh, Geek Sauce too. She probably um, does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's it. So hopefully, when the, if they're if you're <laughs> if we're all still alive after the the uh, or if we're allowed to go in groups of more than 25 people. Yes. Um, Geek Sauce Comedy at Geek Sauce Comedy Instagram Twitter. Um, it's a show I run out of Brooklyn, out of anyone comics. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic show. show. Oh, thanks so much, man. Yeah, the last one was yeah. fucking nuts. So yeah, I'm, I'm a bit, my calendar's wide open right now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, when, they, when we're allowed to actually do it again, I'll, I'll Na- name it. a date. I, I don't. Yeah, I have no <laughs> Just idea. Just pick a date. I'll, I'll put it in my calendar right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What, I, have, I have to talk to that guy and figure out when. Hopefully, I don't. Hopefully, the business doesn't go under. Like that's what I I'm know. Really, I ah. messed it up. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, message him. I sent him a message. He's trying to do like online orders and stuff. And, okay. Uh, yeah. So anyone comics, if you look, if you're looking to get comics, hey. books, order them online from there. Help out a local business in Brooklyn. Yes. Uh, you know, doing its thing. Yes. <clears throat> but yeah, no. I mean, eventually we will be out of this. Um, and either way, I mean, it's good time to start a podcast because. Actually, yeah. Know. No, but we've been doing it for forever, so it's kind of like the one you know take the opportunity. And then again, yeah, like you're saying, my Twitter and Instagram is at the Stephen Pratt. Um, for both Instagram and, and Twitter, Steven spelled with a PH. PH, thanks. Pat, yeah, Pratt's with two T's. And uh, Peter, you got you. I mean, you, you're just going to be. We're going to be doing this. We're going to yeah, be doing this. this. Even though they're on, uh, one of these tomorrow, right? I was on Let, Let's Get Loud, uh, Larry yes. Bayas show on on Compound Media, which is still available on YouTube. That was yep. a really fun time. Um, did that last week, and then I think I'm doing. I don't know. I'm doing Debbie Gibson now. That's all I know. All I'm right. Not, I'm not oh, doing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you're gonna Debbie have sex Gibson. with Debbie Gibbs. You're gonna put your. I'm going live. Her. Put your peener in her. Yep. No. It's no. exciting. Um and uh, <laughs> yeah, say hi to Comedy Pete for me. I will do. Um, and yeah, we love you guys. We'll be back. Uh, what's our movie? What's what movie are we doing tomorrow, Peter? Oh, Just... uh, Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Okay, I gotta watch that tonight. Yeah, Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Steven, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate thanks for having it. me, guys. Yeah, I appreciate again. it. So it's good. I'm glad you guys are doing well, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to see each other in person and not too long. Stay safe, man. Thanks, man. Bye.